Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I feel like when we were here last week and we talked out back like everything was cool and then I'm hearing that you're like saying that I'm being mean to you I want you to be nice to Dana she doesn't feel as included I don't feel like maybe the first day when we all kind of f***ing hazed you and I've apologized for being no a bitch and whatever me. It, was, it was you are you 34 or are you 16 I'm literally embarrassed for you okay Hello, welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino, and it is Pride this week on Vanderpump Rules, like death and taxes. Of course, inevitably, we're going to have to sit through an episode of Pride-themed Vanderpump Rules. And I, for one, love the Pride episodes. I think that they're fun. Although this year, I was a little concerned. I was really thinking, like, what the fuck is everyone wearing? Like, what was, what was everyone wearing, you guys? Ken was wearing feathers and colors and all sorts of stuff. He looked like Taron Egerton in that movie Rocket Man, only asleep. It was like, if... They gave Taron Egerton a sleeping pill before he went on set for the movie Rocket Man. It was like that was Ken. <laughs> just, I mean, I've been missing Ken. I've told you guys that, but seeing him this week in all that outfit was shocking to me. And Raquel I thought she was going swimming. I don't know what was going on with Raquel, and I love Raquel too. But it was like she thought there was a pool on Santa Monica Boulevard. She was dressed to go swimming. She had the pool floaties on her arms. She had goggles on in a swimsuit, and I thought, did somebody tell her that she was going swimming? Like, did the producer say, hey, Raquel, you're going swimming today on camera? And she just, she showed up like that. It was truly shocking. And I'm, as a gay man, I think it's great to, wonderful to support the LGBT community and to express yourself and wear whatever you feel that you are comfortable in wearing and the way you want to express yourself. But maybe express yourself like 10% less. And also maybe just don't dress in pool clothes. I don't know. But I'm happy they're all allies. It's nice to see them on Santa Monica Boulevard and supporting the LGBT community. Uh, we're going to talk about Vanderpump Rules in just a minute. But before we really get into the episode, I do want to say uh, the Oscars were this past Sunday. And I love watching the Oscars. I think it's so thrilling. I know it's already a few days old, but I do just want to quickly mention that I was so happy for my Renee Zellweger, queen icon legend. She won the Academy Award for my favorite performance last year uh, as Judy Garland in the movie Judy. And I look, I don't know what the fuck she was saying in her acceptance speech. I don't have any clue what she was saying. She was thanking all sorts of people. She said something about being heroes, and she's kind of whispering through it. And I think it's wonderful to recognize the heroes, but she was also just sort of naming things. At one point, she thanked EMT workers, and I thought, I love an EMT worker too, but what does that have to do with you singing Clang Clang Goes the Trolley in the movie Judy? Like, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, Neil Armstrong, Sally Ride, uh, Dolores Fuerta, um, Venus and Serena and Selena, uh, Bob Dylan, Scorsese, uh, Fred Rogers, Harriet Tubman. It's like, what the fuck is going on? She even kind of got like Dr. Seuss or DMX for a second where she was like, uh, Venus, Serena, Selena. I was like, she was rhyming the names. <laughs> what the fuck, Renee? And it just kept going. Just kept going forever. She's like, Venus, Serena, Selena, Sabrina, the teenage witch, Patricia Heaton, Trishel from the real world, firefighters, the first wives club choreographer, nurses. <laughs> naming things around the room. I was like, what the fuck are you saying, Renee? I love you. I love you, but it was like, she's probably still on that stage just naming things, just looking around the room and just naming like Mariah Carey, Mega Man, the movie Hustlers, Bonnie from the Toy Story franchise, Yoshi from Mario Brothers. Like she's just naming fucking whatever she sees. <laughs> it was crazy, you guys, but I'm happy she won. God bless her. And I hope this means that the renaissance continues on because I want to see more and more of her. Uh, you know, I can't get enough. Venus and Serena and Selena, uh, Bob Dylan, Scorsese, uh, Fred Rogers, Harriet Tubman. 
I also want to mention before we get into Vanderpump Rules that I'm going to be doing a live show from San Francisco next Wednesday. I'm so excited to see you guys who got tickets for the San Francisco show. I think it's going to be very, very fun. I truly, truly cannot wait. So the episodes next week will be a little bit different than normal. I have a really fun interview coming uh, earlier in the week, and then uh, the live episode will be out later in the week. So I just want to let everyone know. So excited for the Everything Iconic Live Tour. It starts next week. And there's still tickets available for Dallas. That's the only venue that hasn't sold out, you guys. Step up your game and get the tickets to Dallas. Come on by. We're gonna have a good old t- we're gonna have a gay old time in Dallas. So you can go to everythingiconic.com. At the top of the page, there's a link for the live shows, and then you can get the Dallas tickets there. So please come to the Dallas show. There's really only a handful left, so it's it's gonna sell out, I think. I hope. Fingers crossed. But there's just a, a few left. So with all that said. Let's uh, dive in this week to Vanderpump Rules. Now, we open with Schwartz and Katie. They're at their house. Everyone's back from Miami. And Tom Schwartz was smelling all his clothes. They were unpacking, and he was smelling all his clothes. And there was a moment, you guys. Tom was trying to figure out what to wash. And then he's smelling all this stuff. He's like, woo, that's bad. Woo! (laughs) He was like my Aunt Sue at a garage sale when she just walks past everything. And she's like, woo, it smells like shit! (laughs) Um, but Tom was smelling everything. He's like, oh, this smells terrible. And which, maybe I'm going to put in the wash pile. And then finally he says, I'm just going to wash all of this. And I thought, no shit, Schwartz, no shit. Of course you should wash all of it. Like, you're disgusting clothes from this Miami vacation. When I get back from vacation, I watch everything, including my luggage. Linda Pellegrino taught me you scrub that luggage down because that luggage, even if it's a carry-on luggage or if it's something that you check, you got to spray that with Lysol and wash it. Before you even put it away in the closet, I always wash our luggage. It's like, I don't even like to bring it in the house until I've washed it. I usually keep it outside the doorway. Then I bring the Lysol out. I wash the whole outside of it. And then I bring it in. And then I wash everything that was inside of my suitcase. Even if I didn't wear it, I still wash it. Because, yeah, I don't know. I feel like the air particles and stuff get in there. And even if you have the dirty clothes mixed... I still feel like it gets some stuff, but he was smelling everything. It all seemingly smelled like shit. And he finally just said, I'm just going to wash all of this. No shit. Left shorts, but like, of course you should wash it all. Then Sandoval came over with all these new Tom Tom clothes for Pride. Even had shoes. Even had the Pride shoes for Tom Tom. Sandoval loves a costume, and there's nothing I love more than Sandoval loving a costume. It's truly just the best thing in the world. (laughs) I feel like he gets a very innocent, wonderful joy out of wearing interesting clothes or costumes. And it's a pure joy that I wish I could experience on some level. Um, the only time I experience that sense of pure joy is listening to Kelly Clarkson music. But other than that, it's uh, you know not happening. But Tom Sandoval loves a costume. And we talk a little bit about how James is going to be DJing at Tom Tom. Now, Katie says, of course, if she was running Tom Tom, she wouldn't have James there. And we get a flashback to last year's Pride which I had forgotten, like, what a great, that was a great episode. Do you remember that was when they did, like, the 80s sitcom thing? And James was just, like, running amok at Tom Tom or the Sir Dumpster. And that was the year where he called Katie all those awful names. And so they're all a little bit worried about what's going to happen with James this year at Pride. But James is going to be DJing. And all I could think about was, like, is he going to be in that broom closet with the toilet paper seat? Like, is that where he's going to be DJing? But apparently this year they got him a little DJ booth, which was really nice. So then we cut to LVP's house. LVP reveals that she broke her st- broke her toe via a stubbing, which I think we've all been there. I haven't broken a toe, but sometimes, you know, I stub the toe pretty hard and I think, did I break it? You know, you wonder. And uh, so I understood. I felt that pain. And all the young kids arrive. So we get Brett and Raquel and Danica. Guys, I was so excited to see Raquel. Ah, oh, I missed that swimmer so bad. I missed her so much. Her and James, I felt like I missed him. Missed him so, so much. It was so nice to see him. But we didn't get any Kristen this episode. That was devastating to me because, of course, you know, I love my Kristen, too. And we didn't get any Kristen because this cast is so fucking big. We got Lala. We got all the other... Oh, Lala, by the way, also was dressed in a weird costume. She looked sort of like Kylie Jenner five years ago or something. She had a cape on that said, give him Lala at Pride. These looks, you guys, woo, woo, it was shocking to me. But back at LVP's house, the young kids come over, Shishi arrives too, and I'm feeling so bad that Shishi, Arshina, has to interact with all these younger youngins so much. I don't know, something's bothering me about how they're treating Sheena this year. It's just, it feels rude to me, and I don't like it. Justice for Shishi. <laughs> but she 
arrives with Raquel and Danica. They're making posters. I thought, why is Shishi having to make a poster? There was literally a moment where Shishi was drawn with a Crayola marker on a poster. And I thought, she's a TV star. She started this whole franchise. If it weren't for her and Brandy Glanville, we would have never segued out of Real House of Beverly Hills and into the back alley of Sir. And so I think we need to respect that. And Shishi shouldn't have to be doing arts and crafts with the new people. I mean, it was just not, not okay with me. Not okay. And then LVP goes up to Sheena and she's like, you need to be nice to Dana. And I felt like they're all pushing this Dana storyline on Sheena. And she started crying and saying, like, I'm not jealous of her and it, blah, blah, blah. And I thought I understood what she was saying because I do feel like everyone's trying to push the storyline on her. And it's, it would drive me fucking crazy. Like, if everyone around me was like, Danny's so jealous of someone that I knew I wasn't or that it would make me nuts. Like, I would get paranoid then thinking, like, why is everyone thinking this? I don't know. I understood Sheena. And maybe, of course, some of the things Sheena says and does, it's like she does that on her own accord. But I do feel like they're pushing this on her. They even did that flashback or that montage of her being like, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. Clearly, I'm not jealous of Dana. Um, And then she runs away. She's like, I'm going to go make posters because I'm frustrated. And I understood why she was frustrated. But she shouldn't have to go make a fucking poster. That's a fourth grade science project or something. Like, you don't make posters past the age of 11. Like, I'm sorry, I don't, you don't make posters, do arts and crafts, unless you're going to be contested on the prices right or something like that. Otherwise, I'm not sure that anyone should have to be making arts and crafts for their business. Sheena's a television star, you guys. She's released a hit song amongst the gay community, <laughs> Good as Gold. She shouldn't have to be doing arts and crafts. Justice for her. What? A marker? If production told me to do a marker and write on a, a poster, I'd say N.O. If I was Sheena, I'd say N.O. I'd say I started this fucking show. You make somebody else do the poster work. I'd say you get Peter in here, you get the new people, you get that Max, you get whoever the fuck you want to make a poster. I'd say I'm not doing it. I'd say N.O. I'd turn into a diva on set if I was Sheena. And production said I'm going to sit down outside of LBP's house and make a fucking poster with some Crayola fucking markers, I saw her, she was just going over that. I don't even know what it said, like, let's go gays, or what was the post, was the posters for Pride? I'm not sure. But I was so upset that she was making them. With all the new people. With all the new people. And then Ariana arrived, and she didn't have to do the poster work. She got to sit in the house and talk about her depression. And I was happy about that, because these OGs shouldn't have to be doing posters. But Ariana arrived, she talked about her depression, and look, I, you guys know mental health stuff, I think, is so important to talk about in any form you can. And this scene between her and LVP, I was like literally in tears crying because there was something Ariana had said, which I, I think I told you guys about on the show before, but Ariana had said, I was driving on the freeway and I thought about driving off the edge of the freeway. And I like, when she said that, I like burst into tears because I literally had almost that exact situation. And I, I know I've talked about this a million times on the show, but my like super low point in my depression was uh, Matt and I were driving on the freeway and I was picturing all the cars like free falling. And it took lots of therapy and stuff to realize that that was my brain sort of normalizing suicide, which is a very scary thing to kind of come face to face with. But the fact that Ariana like opened up about that on camera on this big show that's really about like young people being drunk messes. I just thought it was amazing. I, I, I like honestly started, I got like goosebumps when she said that about the freeway and her experience was different. She was picturing her own car, but man, I, I, I could cry right now thinking about it, but it was so, so much. And she said, maybe it's always going to be there. And I think any of us who have had mental illness situations or problems or struggles, I think you do sort of come to the realization that it's always going to be there. And sometimes it's really bad. And sometimes you have a handle on it. But I don't know. I wanted to hug her through the screen. I just, I thought it was so great that she's opening up about it. Anytime people can talk about it is great. I just was so happy that she is comfortable doing that. I don't think I would be on a TV show. I don't know that I'd be comfortable. Although I do tell everyone about my depression. <laughs> I do talk about it a lot. Um, but on TV, that's scary because I'm sure people are. People online could be so awful, and I'm sure she's getting a lot of that, so I'm proud of you, girl. Anyway, then we cut to Stassi's apartment with Lala and Brittany. 
there was a little moment where they were talking about drag queens. Lala said she wants to be a drag queen, and I just was shaking my head. Maybe not. <laughs> That's what I would have said to Lala. Maybe not. Just if she told me she wanted to be a drag queen, like I love a drag queen. You know, I love a drag queen. And I do think that there's other people that are should be accepted into the drag community who maybe aren't uh, LGBT, right? But uh, I don't know that we need Lala in the drag community. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she'll surprise me. Maybe she'll surprise me, and then I'll go to Hamburger Mary's on a Sunday for drag queen bingo, and I'll see her there, and I'll say, you go, girl. <laughs> Give us more Lala. That's what I'll say. Maybe. Maybe. She also had these snake earrings on, which I really loved. Did you catch those Lala snake earrings? They were very aggressive. But I did find myself attracted to them. And I wasn't sure at first. I was looking at them really carefully. And I thought, do I hate those or do I love them? Ultimately, I loved them. So then we see James and Raquel preparing for Pride. Raquel says she's got her pageant wave down. James was also wearing a robe, which I love a robe. I love a robe. And I was just so giddy to see those two. I was so fucking giddy. And they were talking about how James is going to be DJing. And then Katie, of course, comes up and... James says, Katie got me fired and then quit, which is so true. And then he did his impression of Katie. And James doing an American accent is just fantastic TV. I'd watch it forever. Katie got me fired and then Katie quit. You know, what is she doing all day? Sitting on her ass in Valley Village with her feet up on the couch doing absolutely nothing. If you don't fire James right now, I'm leaving. I'm out of here. I'm going to my house in Valley Village. I just was so happy that he was back. James gives great confessional. He's definitely like very rude and disrespectful to a lot of people. I certainly recognize that. But in a TV show that's about this, what we're watching, I think it's very important to have him around. Of course, I don't like to see him when he's like too fucked up. You know, I think there's been times on the show where it's like makes you a little makes it feel a little icky. Um, but after not having him on for a couple of weeks, I was just so excited to see him. So excited. Oh, and then I, as if my excitement was like already not leaping out of my chest. Then James starts talking about the feud between Lala and 50 Cent, which I really wondered, are we going to get this on the show? And here it is. Here it is. James was just narrating the situation between Lala and 50 Cent. Of course, there was an infamous day months and months back where uh, 50 Cent had gone on social media and he said he needs the money by Monday in regards to Randall, Lala's fiance, owing him money. It was a thrilling few days on social media, and anyone who followed that knows that it was nothing more exciting has happened on social media since. And I'm not sure that anything will, but James had like posted picture kind of like throwing Lala and the 50 Cent feud under the bus, and Lala got pissed about it. But then James is on camera like narrating what happened, and they keep cutting those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors keep cutting between James explaining the 50 Cent situation and Lala explaining it. And you could tell Lala was like pissed and didn't want to talk about it, but James was so giddy talking about it. Lala even said, I don't find it funny. And then they cut right to James saying, I find it hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was great TV. It made me feel so good. I would, I sort of wish we had a, a little bit more. Hopefully it comes up again. I would have liked to see 50 on here given a confessional. Like, I want no, to know more and more about this saga. And I hope it plays out more in this series this season because i think it's fantastic so then we cut to dana dana's apartment and it's it's tough because i'm here i am missing Kristen, and in place of Kristen, i gotta look at max in the bed without a blouse on and that was just devastating to my senses it just was really unfortunate for me to have to look at that and max was just in in there with the top off and look i like dana i'm liking dana but seeing her with Max in the bed, I just thought, and normally I, I'm very sex positive. I think get a girl, you know, get your sex and do whatever you want to do. But in this situation, when it comes to somebody having sex with Max, I do not approve. I do not support that message. And I would like to be excluded from that narrative. And I don't need to see that with Max in bed without the blouse on. And he just, uh, and he's the manager too. It's like, you're in charge of the restaurant. You're her boss. I know she moved to the restaurants or whatever, but still. And I, Dana seems so cute and fun and nice and smart. Like, find someone new. Find another guy. I know it's slim pickings here in West Hollywood, California for the straights. I know. <laughs> We're surrounded by a lot of gays in the community. And so I think for straight women, it's probably difficult. 
to find a nice stand-up young gentleman who is straight. And I just encourage people to keep on looking. If you find yourself settling on Max or Brett or someone else, I just say, keep your eyes open and keep on walking around. You'll find someone eventually or or just end up alone or a lesbian. Do whatever you got to do, but just don't go with Max. That's my That's my message. But apparently Raquel had texted Dana. All the girls, all the young girls and Sheena were going to get their hair done. And Raquel had organized it, and Dana was supposed to go, and then Sheena wasn't supposed to go, but then Sheena decided she was going to go. And so Raquel texted Dana and was like, oops, sorry, you can't come anymore. Here's some rainbow emojis. And it was so fucking shady of Raquel. (laughs) I loved it. I loved it. But they blamed Sheena for this. And again, I felt like they're just dragging Sheena into this mess. I don't know. Maybe I'm being blind to Sheena's ways, but I do feel like it's all pretend or something. So then we cut to Pride at Sir. We see Jesse, who he's like a a friend of the cast. There was one moment in the transition where we saw him putting SPF on his tits. Did you see this? He had his top off and he was rubbing like some moisturizer, which good for him. I mean, you go out in the sun, especially on Pride, you got to put the SPF on. But it seemed like he just had it around the nipples. And I didn't know why he didn't rub it on. Maybe he was rubbing it on the rest of him after that. But there was a quick glimpse as we were transitioning, where it was look, looking like he just had SPF on his boobs. And that was an interesting sight to see. But then we see that Sir is down a bartender. Jax is there. So apparently it's going to be like two bartenders, one of them being Jax, which Jax like doesn't want to do anything here. He refused again to make someone like a martini. And to me, this seems like, why would Lisa Vanderpump, even if it's just for the TV show, like why would she want him there doing that? Because he's done it on camera before. I think last season he refused to make a mint julep or something, or mojito. And these aren't like super difficult drinks to make as a bartender, but he refused to make the drink. And I just think it looks like, it reflects so poorly on Lisa Vanderpump's establishments. Like imagine going in there, even though they're filming, you know it's going to be a little bit off because they're filming, but you order a martini and the guy at the bar who's serving the drinks refuses to make it. Like that's just crazy to me. And I don't understand why Lisa keeps doing it. That's, I think like Lisa should have just pretended to keep someone else as the bartender. Like she should have just kept Ariana there and then they let Jax off the show or not off the show, but like not pretending to work there like the rest of them. Do you know what I'm saying? Anyway, even Danica, the manager, was like, Jax, can you help him set up the bar? And Jax is like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> it's just the worst. Just the worst. He even said in a confessional, if anyone should be on a float, it should be me, not Peter. And look, I agree that Peter doesn't need to be on a pride float. I talked about that last week. I'm not sure that Peter needs to be on a float. Let's get him into work so he can work. He should be doing the shifts at Sir. He shouldn't be on a pride float. But he's on the pride float, so let's just deal with it, Jax, and just serve the drinks, Jax. So then Ariana shows up, and it's her first pride as an out bisexual woman. I'm very proud of that. I think, good job, girl, again. I was just so proud of her this whole episode, because she talked about her depression. She talked about coming out of the closet. Oh, and her her boyfriend Sandoval had that fan. <laughs> Him and Tom Schwartz are on the motorcycle sidecar, and Sandoval is just like waving that fan at, like a drag queen, and I loved it so much. I loved it. Or uh, Kenya Moore at the Real Hustles Atlanta reunion. Remember, she had that fan. And Sandoval was just waving himself with that fan, which I got because he was wearing a lot of clothes. It's a hot day, a hot summer day, Pride is. So he must have been sweating through all that shit. He had a an overcoat on or what? He had a, what do they call it? Not an overcoat, um, <laughs> a blazer. I can't think of that word. Uh, you guys, sometimes my brain goes to mush when I'm talking here on these episodes. Anyway, then we cut to James arriving. He arrives. He has a DJ booth. Uh, Jax meets Dana. We get a little scene between Jax and Dana. And this was really fun because Jax goes, nice to meet you. And Dana's like, uh, we met, you know, and then they do a flashback to the hotel of Jax meeting her at the hotel. Oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then Jax says in his confessional, I'm not into blondes. And we're all watching that, right? We're all like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, of course you're into blondes. And then those brilliant, beautiful Bravo editors, they just flash back uh, to a montage of Jack stating blondes. <laughs> we got a lot of blasts from the past. We saw Vale. I haven't seen Vale in a flashback in uh, quite some time. 
I think we all like to forget that Vale was even there. She's just was she was a main cast member for a minute. She was in the episodes. Remember, she went on a sort of a date with Jax or something, and then in real life, she was dating uh, a Chris Pine. But Vale, I was like, woo, blast from the past. Could you imagine if Renee Zellweger was just thanking Vale in her, in her Oscar speech? Venus, Serena, Selena, Sabrina, Vale from Vanderpump Rules. Uh, Neil Armstrong, Sally Ride, uh, Dolores Fuerta. Um, anyway, I loved seeing Vale. But the, I love that they just to just throw Jax under the bus. They just showed that montage. It was beautiful. He was wearing a shirt that said, Every saint has a past. I don't know, I'm really not feeling Jax this season, you guys. I'm just not. It is what it is. Uh, then Dana and Jax talk shit about Sheena. And I was a little bit mad at both of them. I thought that Jax should have stuck up for Shishi a little bit. I didn't like how he just sort of agreed with everything Dana was saying about Sheena. But I don't know. It was what it was. And that's when we see Raquel show up. And she showed up again. Pool floaties, goggles, pigtails. She had some stars in her hair. What was she wearing, you guys? What was it? What was Raquel wearing? I mean, what were they all wearing? Again, it was just too much. It was too much. So here's how the Pride Parade was going to work. So Lisa was on the thing with Brett. Brett had his top off. Lisa had the umbrella, and I like that. And she was on the float by herself with Brett. And then the Tom Tom sidecar was going, and then Ariana and Katie were like going to be behind it. And it was so funny because Ariana and Katie had this moment where Ariana was telling her about how she opened up to LVP about her depression and how she was going to take on new shifts at Sir because she just wanted to get out of the house a couple nights a week. And then Katie's like, well, you should come over and do some crafts with me. I'm learning to knit. And they showed this footage that was one of the saddest things I've ever seen on Vanderpump Rules. And that was Katie knitting on the couch. It was, And it was like, in that, you know how when they do the flashback and it's like not quite black and white, but it's also not like full technicolor? Do you know what I'm saying? It was like in a weird color. And they just showed Katie like not being able to knit. And look, I've been there too. I got a knitting set for Christmas this past year. And I tried it once, couldn't figure it out, and it's in the closet. So I get it. But it was the saddest thing I've ever seen on the show, Vanderpump Rules. I can't even imagine how it went. Like, did Katie call production and say, like, I'm going to be knitting today. Come on by. Because they have to tell them what they're doing. Because usually production's not going to come film something that's boring. And usually production sets it up. So did production set up and say, hey, Katie, we want to film you knitting? Like, how did this work? How did this go down? And why was there a full camera crew on Katie knitting? I just don't understand it. Or was it like after they were shooting for something else and then they were like, okay, Katie, let's get a quick shot of you knitting on the couch just so we can play it. Like, what was the circumstance that Katie was film knitting? Because it's not something that fits in on the show. It's about young people. It's about young people. These It's about underdogs. I don't want to see them knitting. <laughs> They're supposed to be about messy people. And that, you guys, that reminds me about the Oscars. I hate to go back to this, but it's Vanderpump related. I snapped on Oscar Sunday because I had put on the TV and I, of course, put on E! And I do have very many problems with the E! red carpet coverage. I think it's been a mess ever since Joan Rivers has left us. I miss Joan so, so much. And I don't understand like how and why they choose the people that are doing the red carpet coverage. And so I already kind of have a bias against it. Maybe it's me being jealous. I'm not sure what it is. But every time I turn on, I get very angry, very upset. And I even tried to turn on the ABC, but that one was a mess too. I don't understand. I feel like we're in this point in time where like no one's allowed to have an opinion about the outfits on the red carpets anymore. And so it's just made for like a very sanitized version of the red carpet coverage. And they never have comedians on anymore. It's just like hosty people. And some of them are great hosts, but I just feel like it's missing any sort of fun. Uh, But anyway, so I already have kind of a bias against it. And then I turn on E and who's on the red carpet is the Vanderpump crew. It was like Katie and Brittany and Stassi and Jax and Bo and Schwartz. And they were playing some game on Oscar Sunday. They were all dressed up. And I don't know what came over me, but I, I, I snapped. I thought, what are they doing on Oscar Sunday? And I thought if I was Bravo, I'd say, absolutely not. Are you doing any sort of Oscar red carpet? Because here's what I find is one of the issues with Vanderpump Rules as we are going on in the years. It's that the 
the, what we love watching about the show, I think, is that we feel a little bit better about our own lives, right? Like, we like seeing these people be messy and trying to get themselves together. It's not as fun to see people with their lives together. And then to know that these people had worked their way up from waiters and servers, and now they're on the Oscars red carpet. And part of me, Angel on my shoulder says, way to go, guys. Like, good for you. Bravo. But the other part of me says, what's happening here? Why are they on the Oscar red carpets? This is like reserved. I want to see my movie stars on the Oscar red carpets. I want to see Bradley Cooper, and I want to see all of the Judy, not Judy Garland, but uh, Renee Zellweger, and I want to see J-Lo, and I want to see the stars, the A-listers, or the people that are crafting these wonderful films. It's very hard to like turn on the E, Oscar red carpet coverage, and see Jax and Bo, and uh, I don't know, and maybe I was just being a hater, but I like snapped like through the remote across the room, and I was like, I've had enough. Like I was like J-Lo in the movie, enough. I'd had enough. <laughs> I'd had enough. There they were on the Oscar red carpets. And if I was Bravo, I'd say, no, you're not doing that, because it ruins the appeal of the show. What we love about the show is that they're underdogs, and that we're, they're messy. Seeing them in their gowns, they looked great, but... Uh, it ruins some of the appeal, I think, of what the show is. And so I think that's why viewers start to get turned off by it. So I don't know why they would allow them to do that. To me, it was a very, as a network, I would hope. It's one thing to see the Housewives on there. Because Housewives, that's what it is. It's aspirational. And they're older. And But for Vanderpump Rules, it just felt weird. Felt weird. And Reza was on the carpet, too. Uh, he was talking about real estate or something. Um that Shaz of Sunset first episode was wild. I'm feeling a little over Shaz, but with that said, the footage looks amazing this season, but that's neither here nor there. The point is, Katie was knitting on Vanderpump Rules. Where were we? Ah, <laughs> oh, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, we use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache. But Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. Uh, so that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Everything Iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Everything Iconic. So everyone arrives at Pride. Bo sort of had that, what do they call it? It's like not a mustache. Um, he had that weird facial hair going on. Lala, again, wearing the blue wig. I wrote in my notes, I've had a goddamn nuff. That's what I wrote in my notes. I was getting very upset at this moment in time. And just seeing everyone in the costumes. And maybe I shouldn't be like that, because pride is a time to express yourself. Um, 
but sometimes it feels disingenuous because it's like people are just throwing on a bunch of colors. Do you know what I'm saying? Feels disingenuous sometimes. Not all the time, sometimes. So then Brittany and Lala uh, and Stasi they see James at Tom Tom for a moment and they were kind of mean to him. Sometimes those three can get together and they're mean girls a little bit. That's how I feel. I feel like they're like that with Kristen sometimes too. And I don't like it. And I know James has done and said awful things to them and their friends. So I sort of get it, but uh, they were mean to him there. Then uh, Lala and James talk. James apologizes for the 50 cent stuff. Lala says that James was fucked up when he posted. And then it's sort of like a, sl- a weird moment because James, I thought, had ordered a non-alcoholic drink. And then Max, that skeezy Max, brought him a drink. And I thought it was just soda water. And then Lala's like, let me try it. Is that? And James says, no, you can't try it. So it must have been filled with alcohol. And that bummed me out too, because I'm rooting for James to be sober. And I think James is still so funny when he's sober. Like, I would like him to just be sober and ni- he's nicer and he's not as mean to people, but he's still really funny. And so it does bum me out to see him. And I don't know exactly if he was drinking, but it seemed like it. that's what they implied, right? Meanwhile, Jax was at Sir, refusing to make the martini. On the parade route, it was so funny because Sheena's with all the youngins, right? And then Stasi says, as she sees her driving by, she said, oh my god, I remember when I was on the float with Sheena and I had to listen to her song over and over again on repeat. And they showed a flashback to Sheena just listened to that song on repeat. It was amazing. <laughs> Stassi should be so lucky to be on a float with she, she, she listen to that song over and over again, Good as Gold. Um, but Sheena said, she's like, why aren't we playing Good as Gold on repeat? And to that I say, why weren't they? Why weren't they? Um, Schwartz was just loving pride. It's really hard not to love Schwartz. It's nearly impossible. Every time I, I think about, I get mad because the men on the show get away with so much and the women don't. And so I always like, instinctively like want to hate the men on this show but then schwartz is like impossible to hate he's just so lovable and i don't know what it is i don't know what it is him and tom sandoval arrived at tom tom they get on the bar and they start giving out shots meanwhile james is like pissed because he's doing his dj set and raquel's not there and so he goes and calls and we get this really wonderful kind of hidden moment where james is on the phone with raquel and he says like go fuck yourself you missed my whole set and then he hangs up on her and Pumptaine. <laughs> I can't do a, a James impression, but Raquel's like, I don't know where you are. Wait. <laughs> Wait, that was a bad Raquel. Wait, let me get my Raquel voice. I didn't know what time you were going to be on stage doing your DJ set. <laughs> my Raquel is also basically my Patricia from Southern Charm. Patricia from Southern Charm is like an aged up Raquel voice in terms of my impressions, but Raquel, like, I'm sorry, I wasn't there. <laughs> I can't do impressions, you guys. But uh, Raquel, she then rushes on over to Tom Tom, and she misses a shift at Sir, and she apologized. Her and James make up very quickly, but he did tell her to fuck off, or he said, go fuck yourself. And Raquel said, I don't want to make James mad, because he'll get worse. And that's what she told us. And then Tom Tom, we see a moment where James leaves the DJ booth and he goes to talk to LVP. And you could tell he's maybe a little drunk or something. That's what I thought, but maybe I was wrong, but it seemed like something was up. And you could tell Lisa Vanderpump was looking at him like, is everything okay? Is everything good? Meanwhile, Ken was just sleeping in the booth like with a pink hat on and some feathers. It was like, what's, what's going on? Um, but Raquel didn't go. She was at the DJ booth. And then LVP's like, so is Raquel working at Sir? And James is like, no, she got off or something. And then, apparently, um, she just missed her shift, flat out decided not to go. And I respect that. I respect that in a restaurant employee. Good job, Raquel. But Danica, too, you guys, I have to briefly mention, what the fuck was she wearing? She had some sort of green... What the fuck was everyone wearing? I swear they were going to a pool party after this. Maybe production did a pool event. Maybe they threw a pool party right after filming. They were like, let's film Pride, and then we're going to do a cast pool party. And there won't be time to change in between, so just wear whatever you're wearing on camera to the pool party. And maybe that's what happened, because Danica looked like she was going to the beach. She looked like she was going to the beach. She had a green bathing suit cover-up over a bra and panties, or a, a bikini. And this is a restaurant. They serve food here. And everyone's just wearing everything willy-nilly, whatever they want, to go to a pool or a beach. It was shocking, you guys. 
every single one. And Danica was wearing a ridiculous outfit, but because of Raquel and Ken and Lala, it was like we barely even fucking noticed what Danica was wearing because our eyes just went immediately to Raquel's pool outfit. But Danica looked fucking crazy too with that green top on at Pride. Look, I get it. It's Pride, but also you're, she's the manager of this restaurant that's serving food. So I don't think she needs to be wearing just like a see-through bathing suit cover up over a bikini. Like maybe you just put on something else, a t-shirt or, uh, you could still have something that says pride, but maybe just not showing everything in a see-through bathing suit cover up. It was fucking crazy. It was. Then, uh, James and Katie also had a funny moment when they were talking. Katie says that she was the one that approved James and James is like, ha ha. <laughs> it was very awkward and funny and I loved it. I loved it. I would like to, I know that those two are like friends in real life, James and Katie. I think, I think they are, right? Um, I've seen on social media, they like comment on each other's stuff or something. And so I hope that we get a scene between James and Katie, because I would really like to see them pair up and just, I don't know. I, I just want to see what a scene looks like between James and Katie, where they're getting along. Like, I just would love to see what that looks like. I hope we get it. Hope we get it. Uh, meanwhile, Sheena performs good as gold. She was a little smoky voiced. I don't know what was happening. She was a little bit smoky voiced. Sounded like she just put a smoke to pack of marbles. And we did see later on in the episode she had her inhaler, so maybe that was she was having some sort of asthmatic attack. But she did sound very smoky. And I don't know why she wasn't just completely lip syncing. Like they should have turned her mic off because she doesn't sound good when her voice is in full form, let alone when she's been smoking and yelling at Pride. So somebody should have turned off her audio because she was singing over the track and it was like hurt it was like hurting my ears. I'm like, stop. Turn off the mic. I could hear it and I could feel it in my filling when Sheena was singing. It was like my, my tooth filling hurt because it was so like high pitched and smoky. It sounded like mic feedback or something. It was too much. They should have cut her off. And then, oh, you guys, oh my God, you guys, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we got to talk about this. So then we see LVP walking through the streets of Santa Monica and she's got to get from one restaurant to the next. She sees a sheriff and she says to the sheriff, can you carry me? The sheriff carries her carries her into Sir. Lisa dances through Sir. And then that same sheriff, there were two sheriffs. One of the sheriffs carried Sheena and put Sheena around his neck, like draped. Like Sheena was a four-year-old at a parade. I mean, Sheena just put her legs around his neck and she was carried through the restaurant. It was, this is a sheriff. This is a government employee. This is a sheriff. Sheriff. A sheriff just let Sheena hop up on her, his shoulders as if she was a four-year-old. And he walked her through the restaurant. Walked her through, sir, again, a restaurant that serves food. This place serves food. It's got a kitchen and a, a food license. I wonder what their grade is. I'm not sure. Somebody needs to tell us what their grade is. You know how they get inspected and they all get a grade? I didn't know what the grade is because Sheena was around his shoulders. And when she got off his shoulders, she wiped his ass on the sheriff so hard. I have never seen anything quite like it. The sheriff just bent down, you guys, and then Sheena kind of sexually got off him, but it wasn't, it was like she thought it was being sexual, but really it looked like she was wiping her ass after a shit. Do you know what I'm saying? I hate to get vulgar, but that's what it looked like. That is the only way to describe what Sheena did to that government employee. She got off the shoulders and she just wiped her ass on his head and his neck. And he like kind of wiped it. He was like sweating. He like wiped Sheena's butt juice, or I don't know what the term is. That's the only thing that I could think of, butt juice. He like wiped it off himself, and I had never. And Matt walked into the room, you guys. He doesn't watch Vanderpump Rules with me, but he walked into the room at this exact moment. And he's like, ugh! <laughs> There's no way of getting him watched again. He's like, what was just happening? I mean, Sheena literally like wiped her ass on this sheriff. A sheriff! He is... Someone we call upon, our tax money we goes to him. He's got things to do. This sheriff should not just have his Sheena's ass juice all over his neck. I mean, it was shocking to me the way that she just kind of like shimmied off her, looking like a Lisa Frank folder for pride, just shimmied right off him. It was shocking to me. That was the most shocking thing I think I've ever seen of Vanderpump Rules, and we've seen a lot. We saw Kristen slap Stassi upside the head. We saw Jack stealing from a sunglass hut. We've seen it all. And here I was clutching my uh, invisible pearls. I couldn't believe my eyes because Sheena just shimmied on off a sheriff and wiped her ass on him. I could not. I could not believe it. 
So then Sheena goes and talks to Dana. And I'll be honest, I was a little bit, didn't know what was going on at this scene because I was too focused on that sheriff. What just happened to him? I don't know. what. Where do you think he went? Did he go take, I hope he went to take a shower. I, don't, I hope he didn't have to work the rest of the parade or the rest of the day. I hope he just got to go on home, shower, maybe take a hit from a vape pen and uh, take a nap, go to sleep and have a pleasant night in because that sheriff has been through so much. Um, but Sheena goes and talks to Dana over by the dump, the sir dump. And Dana says to her, you know, you've been hazing me. And Sheena apologizes for hazing. And then Dana says, well, are you 34? Are you 16? And then that's when Sheena took the puff out of her inhaler, which was just perfect. <laughs> and then Sheena says that Dana has been threatening. So Sheena says, my friends are hanging out with you instead of me. All my friends are going to your comedy show. She says, what are your intentions? And I think she she's playing this wrong. I wish she would just ignore the Dana stuff. I wonder if she thought, I need a storyline, so I better play into this. I'm not sure. But I, I wish she didn't play into it. Because this storyline is just stupid. And then Sheena reveals that she's going through freezing her eggs. So she's got a lot of hormones going through her. She like either I think she said she went off her birth control or went back on her or something. I don't know. But she's got a bunch of hormones. And so I understood. We all are a little crazy. I've never had birth control uh, or froze my eggs. But I will say that my hormones fluctuate like crazy too. And sometimes when I notice like I'm kind of going through it emotionally, like I will cry at random, I'll yell at random, like things just happen. So I couldn't even imagine as a female what goes through your body and when all those hormones are going. So look, I get it. Anyway, that was the episode annual pride episode next week we get lvp and raquel we have max and dana becoming exclusive Ugh, dana get away from him girl then we have lvp talking oh you guys this is so interesting so lvp is talking to ken in the preview for next week about how Jax and Brittany they had hired this very homophobic pastor and i don't know if you guys followed this in the news but they had they had hired this pastor who had said like very homophobic things online and a bunch of people had like called out Jackson Brittany and they said they like dealt with it. But then when it got closer to the wedding, like somebody online had like dug it back up again. And so then it came out again. And I can't believe they're showing it on the episode, but LVP and Ken talk about it. And then we see Tom Sandoval asking Jax, like, why did it take Lisa Vanderpump talking to you to fire this guy? And I think it's going to be very interesting. I'm very excited to see how this all plays out next week. Uh, and beyond. Because I didn't think that they would talk about it on the show. I'm sort of surprised that it's coming up, but I don't, we'll have to see next week. So that is the episode. Again, you guys, next week on Wednesday, I'll be doing a live show from San Francisco. I hope to see you there. Get tickets to the Dallas show that are still available. It's in March. I believe it's March 11th is the Dallas show or something like that. Check everythingiconic.com for details. I'm back on Cameo, so go to cameo.com slash Danny Pellegrino if you want one of those videos. You can also get t-shirts. The links are in the bio uh, or in the episode description. Uh, if you want to support this podcast, go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you click become a patron, you donate $4 more per month, you get access to the bonus episodes. I'm doing just one a month. And more importantly, the money helps to support this podcast. I'm very excited about a guest I have coming up on the show next week. Hopefully, they don't cancel and we're, we're able to get it done, but I'm very, very excited. So I hope you guys will tune in, subscribe to Everything Iconic so you get all the new episodes. And then uh, shall we do a little, a little cool down? It's funny, on my Instagram, I do those question answers and somebody had asked about the cool down. And I had mentioned I, I usually get a lot of DMs from people that they don't really understand the cool downs and they don't. I also mentioned they don't understand the the theme song to Everything Iconic, and I know it's very cheesy. I get it. Um, I, it's it's the theme song is meant to be cheesy, and then the cool down. I just I love them. So it's always interesting to me. Though new listeners are always like, "What the fuck is he doing?" But I love doing it. So let's uh, let's all take this little minute reminder to breathe. So let's all take a deep breath in, hold it, breathe out. Take another deep breath in, hold it. Think of an LGBTQ person in your life. I breathe out. Now just reach out to one of the LGBTQI people in your life. Tell them you love them. This was the Pride episode of Sir of Vanderpump Rules, and I 
I do love that they cover pride on this show because I think it's a wonderful thing to see, particularly for people who are in parts of the country who maybe don't have a lot of exposure to the LGBT community. I remember watching TV as a young kid and there wasn't a whole lot of representation. So, of course, I would love Vanderpump Rules to have more LGBTQ representation. I think it's time, but uh, I do think it's wonderful that they show pride in all its glory in West Hollywood on this show once a year. So I think that's great. And so reach out to one of your gay friends or um, one of your friends and just tell them you love them. Thank you all so much for listening. Have a great week. And we'll be back with a Real Housewives recap later this week. I'm not sure if it'll be out tomorrow or the next day, but I'll, I'll do it as soon as possible. Love you all so much. Bye-bye. love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.